Welcome to Biomechanics on Our Minds. My name is Melissa Boswell. And I'm Hannah O'Day, and we're PhD students at Stanford University. This podcast is brought to you by the International Society of Biomechanics. It's, it's time, time for Boom. Welcome to Boom. We have Biomechanics on Our Minds. Boom. 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Student Voices, a series from Biomechanics on Our Minds. Who do I hear? Student is me. Voices. Student voices. 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 Hi, Erica. Um, we've kind of taken over the podcast, and uh, do you want to introduce yourselves to our listeners? Sure. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Erica Bell. I am a postdoc research fellow at the Mayo Clinic. Um, my research topic very generally is in imaging and image-based modeling. Um, so I'm currently working with 4D CT imaging and wrist injuries. Kayla. Hi, everyone. I'm Kayla Seymour. I am a first-year PhD student at the University of Delaware. Um, our research topic in our lab is Achilles tendinopathy injuries and how men and women uh, respond to exercise treatment. Um, I'm in particular interested in um, how the muscle, tricep strain muscle plays a role into uh, tendon recovery. And so hopefully I can weave that into my dissertation. We'll see. Um, Erica, first question for you. How did we become best friends? <laughs> Um, so we met, um, during our grad school time at East Carolina University. So, um, we both started in the same year in fall of 2013. Kayla came in as a first year master's student. Um, I started as a first year PhD student. Um, so <laughs> I always felt a little bit weird about, um, I don't know, cause I was, only one of two PhD students in the lab, and then everybody else was either a master's student or an undergrad student. Um, I also was like on the opposite side of the lab from where all the master's students sat. So <laughs> um, I didn't always know if I was like okay to hang with the master's students or not. Cause, and I wasn't in any of the same classes um, my first semester. So that made it even harder because they're all together all the time. Um, but sports to the rescue, I think, um, we had an intramural team for our lab, um, and I joined the team. Um, and so, uh, I think after a couple of games, uh, one of those times it was either Kayla or one of the other master students that, um, that she hung out with, um, invited me to come out with them one night. Um, so I came out and me and Kayla got to talking and it pretty much has been a wrap since then. Like we have been inseparable since, <laughs> Uh, and the crazy thing about it is that me and Kayla both graduated high school um, in South Jersey. So she was at Glassboro and I was at Haddon Heights. We had both run track in high school. And somehow, even though our teams were always at some of the same meets, me and Kayla had never crossed paths before we came to East Carolina University. I don't know how, but it was just crazy. So that's how we became press pests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, Kayla, for you, first question, because um, this might help some other people who are considering um, things. So Kayla was uh, 
very adamant about not wanting to do a PhD after she finished her master's. So my question, Kayla, is what made you go into the job market straight after your master's and kind of as a follow-up to that, what made you change your mind and now go back to school for your PhD? Yeah, so there was a lot of encouragement from all sides, academic, family, everybody, to continue and just do my PhD after my master's. Um, But in all honesty, I was kind of burnt out from school at that point. Um, And I wanted to see if academia was something that I ultimately wanted to pursue for my career. Um, Since I wasn't always, so I have a um, bachelor's degree in psychology with an exercise science minor. And so I really hadn't been in the exercise science field for that long, maybe about a year before I decided to do my biomechanics master's. Um, So I just wanted to be sure if that was the route that I wanted to go. I knew I didn't want to do industry just because I I liked the research and research sharing aspect. And to me, um, at the time, it seemed like industry was more of a a product development um, kind of area where you didn't necessarily get to share all of the research that you did um so yeah just just wanted to see if academia was where I wanted to go in the long run um we had a really great lab manager shout outs to Patrick Ryder at ECU um and he really encouraged me um to look for positions as the lab manager um because that was a really good way to kind of get the behind the scenes look at what research is like um from a supervisor perspective Um, And so I chose to do that. And I went to Boise State University, um, became research associate and lab manager there. And after about four and a half years there, um, I decided that, yeah, this is something that I wanted to do. I got a lot of experience with supervising um, undergrads and master's um, students. And I even got some teaching experience, more teaching experience there. And so it, it did resonate with me. And so to be able to, you know, become an independent researcher, um, I came back and decided to do my PhD. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so I guess the question for you, Erica, um, what is one thing you would go back and change about your academic journey if you could? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, So let's see. So I wouldn't necessarily, so I, just a little background. um, So I actually went straight from my bachelor's to my PhD. So I got a bachelor of science in exercise physiology um, and I immediately um, was accepted into East Carolina's uh, bioenergetics and exercise science PhD program. Um, That's a whole nother story about how all of that came together, but Um, I know sometimes it's a question of some people ask, like, um, would you have rather taken a break as opposed to going straight through the way you did? Would you have rather done a master's first and then done the PhD? And honestly, the jump that I made, I honestly wouldn't change that. I, that part about my journey actually did like, um, but I would say probably within my first two years, um, I think probably one of the things that I would change about the way that the first two years went is that I would have been more of an advocate from of for myself from the start. So I don't think I really became a strong advocate for myself in terms of 
um, timing of getting things done, how I wanted to get things done, um, just shaping my actual PhD experience. I didn't really start to speak up and be confident to say what I wanted and needed, probably until the latter half of my PhD. Um, so one of the things that I would go back and change about my academic journey is that not necessarily that I would have been had all the confidence to do that, but really that I just would have taken the initiative to be more of an advocate for myself from the start in terms of kind of what I wanted my PhD experience to be like. Um, I think it was also too a little bit hard because like I said, this was not a this wasn't a strictly biomechanics PhD program. This was a bioenergetics and exercise science program, but I happened to be able to still do that PhD program, even though I was a biomechanics researcher. Um, and eventually during the time that I was there during my PhD, they actually expanded it to have concentrations and biomechanics ended up being one of the four, I think, concentrations that they have now. So I was kind of, in a sense, one of the guinea pigs <laughs> um, for what the biomechanics um, kind of concentration would look like for that program. Um, and I think maybe if I had kind of thought of it, maybe from that perspective a little bit earlier, then I would have been able to shape my PhD a little bit more to what I wanted to get out of it. Um, but it's okay, because I did that at the end, but I just wish I would have done that more from the start. <laughs> That's a great answer. Thanks. Um, so I guess uh, could probably do the same question for you, Kayla. I know you kind of talked about um, some of the reasons why you did um, your whole academic journey. But aside from that, um, if you, same question, if you, if there's one thing that you could go back and change about your academic journey, uh, what would that be if you could? I think knowing what I know now, I would have definitely started off as exercise science major in undergrad. Um, I just didn't know it was a thing until like halfway through my <laughs> undergrad career. And I didn't want to switch majors because a lot of the um a lot of the things that they required for some of their upper upper level classes would have added another year onto or a year or two onto my um undergraduate time and time is money and so I didn't want to do that so I just picked it up as a minor um but knowing what I know now if I could go back and change anything I would do exercise science major and probably some kind of engineering minor to get more of the like math science skills up that I've just had to like build up on my own um but having like set classes might have helped so yeah that's my answer Boom would like to thank Sanford Health for their support in the making of the Student Voices series. Sanford Health is one of the nation's largest health systems offering integrated care, genomic medicine, senior care and services, research, and affordable insurance. Sanford Health also offers students both clinical and non-clinical internship experiences throughout the year, as well as graduate student training through a partnership with the University of South Dakota Department of Biomedical Engineering. These student opportunities include biomechanics internships through the Sanford Sports Science Institute and Sanford Orthopedics and Sports Medicine in Sioux Falls, South Dakota and Fargo, North Dakota, and provide mentorship, professional development, and growth opportunities, including gaining real-world experience and building useful skills to prepare you for the future. And if you want to learn more about student opportunities at Sanford Health, you can visit sanfordhealth.jobs. That's S-A-N-F-O-R-D. Health 
jobs. So transitioning into, so we're all um, biomechanists now, did the whole academic journey. And we've recently, this past August, co-founded the Black Biomechanists Association. Um, can you talk a little bit about why you feel like the biomechanics community needed this organization? Yes. Um, so I'll try to keep this brief because I could probably talk on this point all day. But um, one of the biggest things, and I think I told this story uh, at both of the meetings that we had at ASB this year um, for the Black Biomechanists Association before we even came up with the name um, was just kind of the story of um, every time when I have gone in the past to ASB conferences um, and Kayla can attest to this because we always have these conversations and also our other co-founder Matt McCullough who's at NCANT um, that it was always this thing of like we knew each other um, at the conference um, and a lot of other um, black scientists can probably say this, that they're far, they're, we're far and few in between. So there are not very many of us. Um, and so anytime when we're at a meeting and we happen to come across a new face um, who is another black scientist or black biomechanist, it was always like a thing of excitement, like, oh, there's another one of us here. Um, and it was always a great thing. And we always made it a point that like, before this conference is over, we need to go introduce ourselves, talk to this person, um, you know, just to, to get to know uh, another one of those faces um, that we rarely get to see. So I think um, one of the biggest things, um, probably threefold um, of why I feel like the biomechanics needed uh, community needed this organization. One is just to establish that sense of community for black scientists or black biomechanists. So like I said, um, I mean, I know Kayla and I knew Matt, but I didn't really know anybody else outside of that. Um, and so, being able to have a space where um, we can have our black biomechanists actually come together so that you don't feel like you're so alone or isolated within this, this um, community. Um, and not necessarily that we don't feel like we, you know, have support, but it's literally, it's a different thing when you see people who look like you who are doing the same things that you are doing. Uh, it really does make a difference. So I think First is really that sense of community. I also think um, the visibility. So again, just knowing that we are here um, and being able to see that there are more of us than we think there are is very encouraging as well. Um, so having a group like this, again, where we actually have people that can come together that look like us, we can vis you know very easily see, oh man, there are quite a few of us here. Um, and then also just to increase like our networking. Um, Collaborations are really huge right now. Um, just the flow of ideas and exchange of ideas. Um, and just as a, as a black person in the biomechanics community, we do have a very unique view um, of some of the, I mean, probably first and foremost is a lot of the health disparities that happen that can be addressed. But um, again, it's just a nice thing to be able to connect with um, people who may be more like-minded to us just because of that kind of cultural aspect that comes into play. So um, I would say all those three things, a sense of community, visibility, and networking, I feel like it's just really important um, for those of us who feel like there aren't that many faces around that look like us. Um, 
so yes, hopefully, I don't think I took all the answers. Cause like I said, like we could probably talk on this point, like all day, but Kayla, I'll ask you the same thing. <laughs> um, why did you feel that um, the biomechanics community needed an organization like ours? Yeah. Um, so Erica, first off, thank you for inviting me to be a part of the uh, establishment of the group, because um, really this started off with, with Matt and Erica um, kind of wanting to draw um, a group together every year at our annual meeting. Um, and like she said, raise awareness and visibility um, that we were out here. But um, really the reason that I kind of decided to jump in here and, and also be one of the co-founders is because um, I felt a sense with all the racial injustice things going on and really spurring everybody and awakening everybody to um, the systemic issues that were happening in the world. I, I really felt a responsibility um, to kind of take that on in an area that I had expertise in and that's biomechanics. And so um, there's a lot of systemic issues that happen in academia. There's a lot of systemic issues that happen um, in industry as well. Um, but really being able to bring a group together um, to be able to advocate for ourselves um, it was really important to me. And so we have a lot of um, ideas right now and initiatives um, as part of the objectives of our organization um, to increase diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm sure everybody's heard those buzzwords by now. Um, but what that really means is taking action. Um, and we, we have to, you know, not just talk about the ideas that, you know, could possibly solve things. We need to come up with solutions to solve things and implement those solutions. Um, and, and that's done by having people that are actually on the ground and doing that work. And so that's really where I want um, part of our drive to go towards. And I think we have a lot of people that will support that right now. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Um, okay. And so lastly, uh, I'm going to ask Erica, if you can give one piece of advice for any young black students interested in biomechanics, what would you say? Hmm. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> mm. okay. So I think that, I mean, this could some people will probably consider this maybe a more general statement, but um, I think this is especially important for black students or other minority students. Um, so I know a lot of times when we're doing research on programs, especially I'm, I'm more specifically talking to my undergraduate students who may be thinking about coming into a graduate program, um, that we often look at the program and what it offers and how great we think that the program's gonna be for what we're trying to pursue. But I think one of the things that we really have to keep in mind is that the advisor is just as important as the program. Um, so you need to be in a place or an environment where you are going to be supported and that you know that you're gonna be supported. Um, I mean, there are many of us who I've talked to, um, other Black biomechanists or just Black scientists who have been in situations where although the program is really standout and really great, and at the end of the day, it's nice that you have a degree from that place, 
uh, the environment was actually pretty toxic for them or it wasn't very supportive. Um, and that really does have an effect not only on your motivation, um, but your productivity, even your mental and emotional health. Um, and it's just not something that you should be willing to sacrifice just so you can have a diploma from a prestigious place. So I would say probably one of my number one things is that you should look into your potential advisors for these programs um, just as heavily as you look into the actual program and what it has to offer itself, because ultimately you need to have somebody who is willing to support you in whatever way that they, they are able to um, in a way that will help to promote your success. Um, and that's not just academically and professionally, but just for you as a person to succeed in that program. Um, I would probably say that that was one of my, one of my top things. Um, and so Kayla, I'll same thing. I'll ask you the same question. Um, what one piece of advice would you have for any young black students interested in biomechanics? Um, I'm going to kind of roll off of your answer because that's a great one. Um, really looking into the type of environment that you're going to be studying in. Um, because as well as your professional and your academic, your mental health is going to play a big role in graduate school. Um, and so making sure that you're comfortable with everybody who's going to be involved in that program. So that's the other students, the other faculty, not just your advisor, but the other professors that you may come in contact with during classes, um, the department and the college administration, those are also going to play big roles, especially if you're getting outside funding or even funding with, from your university. Um, you know, how well do they support um, the minorities that are, that are at the, in the department or at the college? Um, do they have programs set up for, for um, black students or minority students? Um, you could even ask, and this is something that I, I did for my PhD interview, um, ask the current students like what they think that could be improved um, upon in the program or one thing that they wish they knew before they started. Um, getting a feel of what the atmosphere and environment is before you, you know, get into the program is, is something that I would really, really stress. Most definitely. Yeah. All right, Erica, I think we're out of time, um, but I always love talking to you. Indeed. <laughs> um, and I hope everyone else enjoyed our episode of Student Voices. Um, if you're a student in biomechanics, we encourage you to host your own episode. It's really important that all of us young scientists make our voices heard. And I want to thank Melissa and Hannah for giving us that opportunity today. Yes, thanks, Melissa and Hannah. Had a great time. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to Student Voices, a series by Biomechanics on Our Minds by students and for students. If you have an idea for an episode of Student Voices, or if you want to host your own episode, please reach out to us at biomechanicsonourminds at gmail.com or tweet at us at biomechanicsoom. We'd love to hear from you. Let's keep these conversations going. 